I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Monday, January 16th. Hope all is well with everyone I see. Uh, we're live on uh, Facebook and some other plat platforms. Uh, Rumble was acting really weird. Hopefully that is going. It looks like that might be going. Um, but it uh, says, says he keeps saying wait, waiting to upload video and storage. So some error is going on in, uh, in um, Rumble. So, so let me know. Chat with me on Rumble Rants if you're if you're there and live. It shows me one person watching, which is probably me. <laughs> so, uh, be really interesting to see if uh, Rumble's live, but I don't think it is, unfortunately. Um, but we'll get this couple copied over to Rumble afterwards, and so all you Rumble people will be able to see this at a later time, probably tomorrow morning. Um, but hey, if we got a show lined up for you, um, it's always fun. I, I was traveling with a wedding and all with family wedding and all that type of stuff, and uh, so it's been pretty crazy. It's great to be back in the saddle. The saddle. We're gonna be talking about Maxine Waters resigning, according to prophetic word, uh, based on the health concerns, and many others will be doing the same. That'll be interesting. We're also gonna be talking about J6, the January 6th narrative and Dominion Company the lies being exposed for them, hammer and scorecard, many other things being exposed, all kinds of other activity going on. We'll look at uh, Trump's truth social and other things. So let's uh, hang on your hats. We got a lot to get through here. L several prophetic words from uh, Julie Green we're going to go over as well because uh, I was out on Wednesday and Thursday and played the interviews from the Branson, which is about time because um, that's what I like to do is when I'm traveling and can't do a live show is preview some of those great interviews that you guys got to see on Thursday and Friday. There might be another one this Thursday as well as I'll be traveling to the Reawaken America Tour. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy those interviews and um, it's awesome to be able to get new ones I'll be getting in Nashville uh, for the Friday and Saturday this week. So let's get going here. Uh, quite a bit going on. Um, uh, it's quite exciting when you really start digging into the the flood, flood, flood going on, right? Drip, 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 flood. Now the flood's really coming. Here's uh, Donald Trump on True Social, the FBI, the fake Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> so he's uh, pulling out the sword here. And the Department of Injustice, 
Uh, together with Trump-hating thug Jack Smith, are interviewing, harassing, and subpoenaing people that um, work for me related to the box hoaxes, the boxes hoax, and the peacefully and patriotically speech I made on January 6th protest and the rigged and stolen presidential election where so many have been treated horribly and unconstitutionally. This is a Gestapo-type operation, and they're, they are doing this to Biden people. I don't think so. It's interesting. I talked to a person on the phone today, and his son was literally uh, went with him in a different group to J6 and is literally ser- serving a prison term for a year. And um, now, fortunately, he's not in the, the, the D.C. Gestapo, but at least um, at least he's uh, he's uh, and make it out for good behavior here here in February or so. But uh, it just shows you, man. That these are this is real. I mean, I'm just talking to people that are on you know, this whole this whole thing about Operation Tomahawk, and it's really cool to connect with people and really see what's going on out there. But it's pretty crazy. Here's Document Hunter listed forty nine thousand nine hundred ten dollars monthly rent payments while living in Joe Biden's residence. Isn't that interesting? So all the corruption starting to come out of these criminals. The White House just announced that there are no logs or information of any kind on visitors at the Wilmington House and flimsy unlocked and unsecured but now very famous garage. Maybe they are smarter than we think. This is one of seemingly many places where highly classified documents are stored in a big pile on a damp floor. Mar-a-Lago is a highly secure facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff and our great secret service. I have info on everyone. So isn't that interesting? <laughs> so he's just pulling out the bombs right now. Uh, Donald Trump and a good person to follow on Truth Social. Those are just the latest things I want to hit hit up there. Um, he's uh, also congratulating people, etc., but uh, what I wanted to get, in, get into is that uh, John Solomon is doing some great work too. Great person to follow on Truth Social as well. Um, here is interesting that he's, he's talking about Trump calls out the disloyalty of evangelical leaders for not expressing their support yet for 2024, which is interesting. I know this upsets a lot of people talking about 2024, but you'll even see today that uh, Julie's prophetic word says, don't wait till 2024, but he is acting as if he's running in 2024, even though I believe he has many of the presidential powers right now and will be fully fully installed, um, I believe, soon. Um, but here's, uh, uh, so John Solomon's another great guy to, to really dig into and uh, as he, uh, during the whole Spygate, did a fantastic job. And here's children under 14 dying from fentanyl poisoning faster than any other age group. So they have they put these in a little candy, etc. It's just really you can't even smell it, can't taste it. This is a, a purposeful attack on one of the many things to try to destroy us, right? So it's important that we 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 attack this. We know Georgia's camp actually is going to be at Davos, while George Soros is not even showing up for some reason, which is really interesting. And that's got a lot of the anons really digging into what's going on with that. So. Uh, tell you what, but we still have a huge attack on our country going on um, as, as things. Uh, and here, here's John Solomon talking about Dems dunk on Biden. Democrats slam Biden over classified documents after, his issue, after he used issue against Trump. Embarrassing. That right? is extremely embarrassing. But I think this is also a ploy to get rid of 
Biden and trying to bring Obama in as some of the prophetic words we're talking about. So we can be looking for that to happen soon. Hey guys, big announcement on Operation Tomahawk. We've talked to you about this quite a bit, but now besides the 550 American-made products that are non-toxic compared to the Cabal that has 97% of the shelf space that we talk about all the time, right? Right here, this consumable cartel. The announcement is, is that now besides the 550 consumable products, they're doing grass-fed beef, right? No antibiotics, no, um, like almost socks, Omaha Steaks is an example, one of the most famous. They, they actually use antibiotics in their cows as well as steroids. So you want, and so this is never will happen with uh, this company. Again, American made, uh, great for Canada and US, and uh, you really wanna get out of shopping at any uh, any grocery store because what in any of these companies because these companies own 97 percent of the shelf space 90 percent seven percent of the advertising and if you're just shopping um you're going to be buying and supporting blackrock state street um vanguard state street blackrock all three of those right and they go against your values so you go buy just something like Lay's potato chips or a jug of Tide. You're not only paying for their legal defense, you're paying for them to go invest in Planned Parenthood and all the George Soros initiatives. But now you can get beef, different type of cuts sent to you either monthly or bi-monthly. You're going to love this company. So all kinds of ways to buy away from the cabal, away from this consumable cartel, I call it. So just go to tomahawkswitch.com, tomahawkswitch.com. Guys, it's exciting to actually know that you can buy non-toxic, safe stuff that, that supports the American economy, it supports the Patriots, and, uh, and, uh, and um, supports Patriot Street Fighter, supports me as a, as a B2T ministry. Just go to tomahawkswitch.com. You'll really enjoy that tour to, to see how that works. Um, here is what's coming up on the show. We got Lori Martin Gregory tomorrow blowing the whistle on Pfizer, talking, talking a little bit about med beds. we got Ohio Brett coming on as well on Fire Believers, really into this um, movement um, from a sports perspective and how we can use um, sports and other items to bring people and wake them up. Clay Clark, obviously the coincidental uh, a, a person that will of knowledge that will just blow your socks off on what's really going on with the World Economic Forum. We know that all kind of things are going on right there, and he'll give us an update on that. Then Peter McCullough coming on on the 25th next week. Got Gene Ho, the photographer for Trump, um, and then also Jerry Foley and Gideon's Army. We really enjoy him. And Curtis Grimes, a Christian country singer, that's a huge patriot, is uh, coming out and, and talking bluntly. This is a great lineup we're going to be having here um, a couple times a week here on the Blessed Teach Show, so don't miss those at all. Again, George Soros not attending the World Economic Forum due to scheduling conflict. The Hungarian billionaire, Democrat donor, took to his Twitter page for the first time in over two months to make the announcement, marking the first time in years that the longtime Democrat donor will be absent for the meeting. Him not in uh, the World Economic Forum is real fishy. So I'll, I'll let you know as I get more information about why that really is. Hey, I want to give you a uh, just one of the many, many fulfilled prophecies of Julie Green, um, or, or what I call unfolding prophecies, right? So here you have Monkey Works. You look at all the planes and everything. This is uh, you can uh, you can see Monkey W E R X. You can follow him on Rumble as well as YouTube. But you'll see he has a, something that says U.S. airports rumble back to life after FFA computer outage. So 
I was, sure enough, when I'm flying out for my wedding, the, everything's everything's grounded. The entire U.S. I don't think it's ever happened. Um, gets besides 9/11, right? Um, based upon a, a glitch in the computers. Interesting. Let's listen to Monkey Works talk a little bit about this. Long, I can guarantee you today we're already halfway in, and I, I barely even touched the news cycle and stuff. So it's a little light US on Air sound. Rumble back to life after the computer outage. Uh, my speculation on this is that these systems are being hacked. The same thing with Southwest Airlines. There They're go. not going to tell you that for some reason. But it's uh, the reason I think it's being hacked is, uh, and we'll just get right into it. When you see the activity of this, 52 up during the time that the system supposedly went down, uh, that right there is a pretty good indicator that there is something going on that they're not telling us, Okay. Uh, when they when they go airborne, and I'd heard actually several folks tell me, uh, you know, send me messages and stuff that there were uh, an unusual amount of fighter aircraft up during this time. So, uh, so fighter aircraft were up while the FAA system were down and they grounded all the planes. What do you think was happening? Well, if you look at Julie Green's prophetic word, and I'll view this in the Telegram channel here, and it's kind of hard to see because it's telegram doesn't light it but i'll just this is her prophecy from december 12th 2021 it says please watch the planes in the sky because the airlines will be grounded and the military will fill and protect the skies above you united states watch the skies and i am sending them to take over and to remove all those guilty of the treasonous acts against you they have not gotten away with anything my army is moving my hand is moving so she talked about um, all these fighter aircraft go up. That that you you listen to that Monkey Works video a little bit more detail. You'll see that their air refuelers were up. They were they were in the midst of exercises. I really believe so. That's this news that I think uh, you guys can see. And, and she has whole kinds of prophetic words. And on this channel, which is called Prophecy Fulfilled, right? You'll uh, you'll see just a ton of. Uh, I'm going to come back to here. It's called Prophecy Fulfilled right here. This is the little, the little logo you'll see here. On Telegram is where you will want to follow that to see. There are probably sometimes 20 to 30 daily posts showing unfulfilled, I mean, fulfilled or, or unfolding prophetic words to give you confidence that we're not wasting your time here talking about Amanda Grace and Julie Green, right? She, this is focused primarily on Julie Green. And she had a prophetic word back here. I think this was Wednesday or Thursday. Do not wait for another election to save you. I am. And that's why I wanted to focus on this as well as uh, we'll be getting into this morning's video where she says the judgment of Wall Street is about to be seen. We've been talking to you about that quite a bit. And uh, one of the reasons why we have a sponsor. And let me just uh, just, just get that out of the way real quick. It's, it's KirkElliottPhD.com. Guys, this is just, if you have any wealth whatsoever and you're not sure exactly what to do and you want advice with precious metals, well, you do precious metals versus bonds versus real estate versus everything you can do, make sure you just get the free consultation from Kirk Elliott. Again, you can go to a form at kirkelliottphd.com slash B2T and it'll tell you a little bit about my story and why I recommend him and what a little form you can fill out here. But it's much easier just to call him. Guys, again, protect your assets. This is smart to get uh, to know how to do this. This is uh, Kirk Elliott, 720-605-3900. Especially if you are heavy into any type of stocks. 
um, what's going to be happening to Wall Street in the, in this and what uh, how precious metals could protect you. 720-605-3900. Why? Because judgment of Wall Street is about to be seen. And so there's smart things to do. Even if you can't move 401ks or you can move IRAs, all those type of things, get advice from Kirk Elliott at that number of 720-605-3900. So let's dig into a little bit of these prophetic words. It's uh, really, really interesting. I'm going to pull this over here. This is, um, again, several prophetic words that I brought into my search sheet. I'm going to read you one from January 11th, and then we'll end with uh, the most up-to-date one, which is the uh, January 16th, which was this morning, the one that was released this morning. So let's go back to last week when I was traveling, and, and it is a powerful, powerful word. It says, For I, the Lord, this day am telling my children to buckle up for the shaking that is about to be unleashed, a shaking that will affect the whole world, a shaking that cannot be ignored. My children, this shaking is not one to fear. It's not one you should worry about. The shaking will bring in will bring justice. The shaking will bring freedom. The shaking will bring judgment on your enemies. The shaking will bring a great economic shift. The shaking will bring restorations. The shaking will bring revival. The shaking will bring a great awakening. A shaking that will take control out of the hands of the wicked and give it back to my church. So my children, do not fear something that is designed for you. It's designed to give you back everything from the world's people that didn't belong in their hands or in their possession. Ha. Huh. So Rumble's got a few people watching, but something's wrong because it's usually got three or 400 people and it's got 11 people right now. So if you can chat on Rumble, let me know if it's working, if the audio is working and everything else because it's, it's real interesting that that is uh, it's doing that. All right, here is, uh, it might have gone to the smaller channel. Sometimes that does that, so it might be on the smaller channel. I'll bring it over to the bigger channel if that is the case. All right, my children, I say this again. Brace for what is coming. Get in my written word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time with me. Guys, this is huge. This is so consistent. The Lord's telling us the whole of the kingdom that can't be shaken, and the best way we can do that is to spend time with him and his word. All right, that's the Bible, obviously. And spend time in prayer. Spend time alone with Him. Not only praying to Him, but also asking Him about asking Him for for revelation. And then spend time with time with Him. Just spend time in prayer. So again, to spend time in prayer is you talking to Him. Spend time with me is you basically listening to Him, and as you're silently uh, are with Him. Right? Things have to change. I cannot continue the way they are. It cannot continue the way they are. The world needs to be saved from this grip of Satan and all the evil ones he is using. The world needs, my children, to be the salt and to be the light, to give them hope, to give them truth, to set the captives free. My church has been enslaved, has been lied to for so long. Many leaders that were paid by the globalists to shut down faith, to shut down healing, to shut down truth, to make my children weak and complacent and to not know the truth in my written word. Similar deception happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. They were deceived into believing a lie which took their power and handed it to Satan. And that is what happened again in a similar manner. 
my church in these days, a sly serpent has gotten in, lied, manipulated, deceived my church out of power. I'm sorry, deceived my church out of truth, out of their authority, out of faith, out of power, out of praying in tongues, and out of what I have intended for my church to be now. And that is a powerful paragraph here, basically saying we need to be in his word, we spend time with him, we need to be in prayer. And obviously this is praising him as well, singing praises, right? That is, that is uh, interesting. Um, but when I look at this here, um, yeah, it's still saying waiting to upload video storage. Thanks, Kent. I see that. And I see August the 3rd. I've seen it there. So it's not playing on Rumble for some reason. So so we'll just have to put the... the uh, you can watch this, obviously, if you're looking for it on Facebook right now. I think it's going live as well as Clout Hub, as well as my uh, the B2T neighborhood platform. And what's amazing about this, not only is it talking about the evil of this satanic cabal that we need to be fighting against with the armor of god with jesus right this is so important that we are spending time with him but we also need to understand that the church that teaches against the prophetic against miracles signs and wonders and against speaking in tongues that is a cancer we have in america big time in our mega churches especially right we have got to quit that right and so the whole point is is that the supernatural power of the Lord is only going to be activated for those that will use their authority in Christ. That's been a consistent message that uh, the Lord's spoken through Julie. And right now, that is what they mean by the church. The church isn't the, a building. This church is the body of Christ, all coming together, understanding their power and using their authority in Christ. That's what the Lord is waking up right now. I've told you before, my children, I'm reminding you, I have said enough is enough. The pharaohs of today have to let my people go. The serpent and everyone he uses for control over my church, it has been destroyed. So my children, wake up to the truth so you can fulfill your assignments and take what has already been and is rightfully yours. That is this earth and what is in it. My authority and power I have given to you. So today, my children, stand up and shout and say, I take what is mine. I take what Jesus has done for me. Satan, get your hands off of me, my family, and everything that rightfully belongs to me that the shed blood of Jesus has paid for. I am taking all the that belongs to me today, and I am free. I'm whole. I'm redeemed, and I take all my redemption rights. I resist you and render you helpless against me and out of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's a great prayer right there. Right? This, this, this whole section. Just take this and just pray it in Jesus' name. Using the authority of the name above all names, right? A beautiful time to make sure you understand that that's what God's waiting for, for his church to wake up. Not just me and you as a remnant here, but others that we need to bring in, right? So that the power of that it would be is amazing using the authority on Christ. Just think about millions of Christians all using their authority in Christ at the same time. Satan doesn't have a chance. Remember, my children, to resist your adversary every day. When you resist him, he must flee. He doesn't have an option to stay and prosper against you. Receive this revelation today. Receive your freedom today. In Jesus' name, saith the Lord, your Redeemer. Again, another part of that prayer. 
Now let's get into some juicy uh, intel here. We've talked about hammer and scorecard a lot, where it basically is a system to infiltrate almost everything and to spy on political opponents. That, that's what Obama used it for, and to basically weaponize everything, right? And so I say these names again, and it will fully ex ex be exposed in its powers and its destruction. It caused will be overturned and destroyed. So this hammer and scorecard did destroy everything, and include it was also part of how they link all the election machines together too. So my children who were all involved will shock you. So my children who were all involved, right? Not talking about the children, talking about everybody that was involved that were going to be kind of shocked. So be prepared when this is revealed how deep it really was. This nation will not be held back or destroyed with these weapons anymore. So this hammer and scorecard was a really big weapon. That's all there was to it. When we need to understand that uh, that that uh, when you when you basically are bribing and and uh, threatening everybody based upon your surveilling every part of their lives, uh, this is how a big part of the cabals and the secret society's ability to control everybody, even good people that may not even be part of the cabal, right? Their narrative and their lie will no longer be held up. It is being annihilated by my hand, says the Lord of hosts. Now that's the cool part about this, is that the Lord God Almighty's hand is involved. That's why the cabal has no chance, right? When he, when the Lord is acting and, and waking up his church, the body of Christ, it's like, watch out. <laughs> dominion, I say this company's name again. It has no dominion or authority over my nation. Their hold over you is finished. And every corporation, every nation, every governmental official connected to this company will be brought down with them. It doesn't matter the power it seemed like it had over my nation and the world. It is finished now, says the Lord. So dominion is finished. Um, again, they're the one, they're, they're ones with Smartmatic and others just suing everybody, using lawfare, and, and uh, basically have done our selections versus elections in the United States, not only then, but in 50 plus other countries. So this is why they sued Fox News and Newsmax and, uh, and, and those guys just caved, right? Being the rhinos that they are. They're, they're, I believe they're this rhino organizations if you look at the ownership, right? And Paul Ryan is an example, complete rhino, right? Republican in name only. And uh, so, but, but they, they needed to get everybody to shut up that this is their last stand. They can't get anybody to understand about election fraud and, and they can't get anybody to understand about the big pharma farce. That, they're, that if, they, if those two things fall, the scales come off everybody's eyes, right? Great exposures is coming out regarding Ukraine. This is another big problem they have because that is where uh, this money laundering that's going through the most corrupt or, uh, country in the world, pretty much. Um, and uh, Laura Logan's really blown the whistle on how many Nazis are still there running that country and how the Obama administration came in 2012, 2014 timeframe and just completely overtook the legitimate part of the government and made it, made it completely a communist organization that is doing evil, evil things, including creating bioweapons. That's why Russia went in. We're gonna, their, their narrative is going to be destroyed, right? Great exposure is coming out regarding Ukraine. This will destroy every lie and every plan, and it will expose more than just this fraudulent government in the United States of America. 
China is involved, and so is Iran and Iraq. Many nations are involved to bring my nation down for a one world system, and it will not happen now. So get prepared for all the truth that is about to be poured out upon this earth to turn it around, to change the course it has been on, and to change the direction it was going. My children, things will suddenly grow and intensify this year. The wealthier markets, political shakeups, I'm sorry, the weather, markets, political shakeups, governments falling because the power is shifting now to where it has always belonged and it belongs to my children, saith the Lord. Woo! If you go to Brazil, it says, do not give up hope. Do not give in. I have told you before there is an overturning of an election. Do not be moved by what you see now because it's all about to change, saith the Lord of hosts. So all kinds of things going on in Brazil. They are putting people in gymnasiums. They are arrested because they didn't have room in their prisons. They just had to release a bunch of them recently. So uh, just keep an eye on Brazil. Pray for our brothers and sisters down there as uh, they go through that battle. I think it's going to be the first dam that breaks when it comes to really the, 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 the selections versus elections. And hopefully the United States will be right behind that. The January 6th narrative, I say this again, is about to utter, be utterly destroyed. The unsealing of documents and video evidence is about to pour wide open and the floodgates will destroy it once and for all. Get ready for this fraudulent government to have its day in court. My court, that is. And they'll be found guilty of treason, and that will be the end to so many of them, saith the Lord of hosts. Now that is really, really going to be awesome, <laughs> right? And um, if you look at when this prophetic word came out, I think it was last Wednesday, but she, I think she got it three or four days before. And that, uh, since then, you see the Republicans actually pushing to get all the video released, right? And unsealing of documents. So this could, this could actually be an unfolding prophetic word right now, right before our eyes, uh, where the January 6th narrative, we know also they're going to find Nancy's laptop. They're going to see that they're working. Now, even McCarthy was talking about, I want to see what her communication was with the sergeant of arms. Well, that's where they had planned the whole false flag. So this whole false flag operation of the cabal to try to shut up everyone that was worried about the fraudulent election of 2020, stop this deal was the whole thing, right? And they decided to exercise a false flag versus do what they should have, right? Of, of let, let Americans protest. That's not what communists do. And that's why they came down on us so hard. My children, a great shaking is coming to make Many states that will cause a righteous rebellion in this land to pull down its fake government. They're not staying in power. They're not staying in control. I will say this again. Do not wait for 2024. Do not rely on another election to save you because I am, saith the Lord. Who's saving us? Not an election. It's I am. <laughs> I think that's just pretty cool when you look at that. <laughs> it's like, woo. And um, again, many states. So this is going to, there's been a lot of work, Mike Lindell and all these different patriots and all these different counties by county by county in every state is pretty much finding massive problems with their election systems. 
and that is going to break wide open. So I believe this righteous rebellion is is coming from the states is primarily going to be around the fraudulent elections and people like um, the rhinos like Kemp that are that are going to Davos, right? That say they're Republican when they're not. Uh, the very definition of a rhino, republic in name only, R-I-N-O, right? It's all about to change. It's almost over. Do not give up. Quit right now. My hand is removing everything you see. So rejoice in the fact your deliverer is here. I have not and I would never abandon you. Your days of deliverance are here, saith the Lord your Redeemer. That is some positive news, is it not? And uh, we're going to have some word and worship here tonight. Um, I'm a little. I'm be probably starting a little bit late since I was uh, having to set up everything from the trip this weekend. Um, here on Mondays, they're always a little hard. But I do want to get to the the prophetic word tonight. Today it was a lot shorter. The one that was like a ten minute prophecy, prophecy versus almost a five minute prophecy. So it's about half the length of the one that was released today this morning, called the Judgment of Wall Street is about to be seen um, but it, it is intriguing stuff so let's dig into this a little bit it says for I the Lord this day I'm telling my children don't stop using your authority don't stop believing don't stop fighting don't stop reading my word don't stop standing don't stop praying and don't stop taking back territory again I'll remind you that I have warned you of this time that would look darker it would appear like your enemies are getting away with everything they are doing. It would look like evil is taking over. But things are not that way. And things will not stay the way they look. The course of this nation and nations around the world are changing. Course shifts are taking place. So do not grow weary in well-doing. Your enemies are the ones who are defeated, not you. Very important. You can, you can notice how the Lord, right away in almost every prophetic word given to Julie, is change our mindset. Make sure you're using your authority in Christ. Change your mindset. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. You are a creation of Christ. You're a creation of God. You are in Christ. He's in you. You have the authority, and you need to not let this cabal take over because it's not their time my children in this time your enemies want to pile on as much as they can to discourage you they're trying to bring great fear great frustration great stress great pressure but i have armed you with a weapon that no weapon of your enemy can withstand that's the power of the name of jesus and my blood that has been shed to destroy the power of the enemy Things look dark, bleak, impossible, frustrating, overwhelming, discouraging. And remember that my word says, I've overcome the world. I've deprived it of its ability to harm you, and I've conquered it for you. I've overcome and conquered the world and its power and a hold that's been over you. I am on the inside of you. So pick yourself up today and remember the cross. Remember the sacrifice. Remember my resurrection. I brought all your enemies' power to nothing. So stand with me today. Stand on my words. Receive your freedoms from the hold and the captivity the world has had on you. Saith the Lord, your Redeemer. 
this is the name of this one here that she that that Julie uh, I guess that God told her to name this is based upon this paragraph. It says Wall Street is about to be in your news and will take place, and what will take place will be exposed and bring it to a standstill. Hope is not lost, no matter what the markets say or do. That's their system, not mine for you. The whole thing's about stock, and everybody should be investing in stock because that's the only way because they get twenty percent returns, but you know over time. Um, it goes down, buy because it's going to go back up. All, all that, the Babylonian system is going to crash. So the world's changing. And that's why I say call Kirk Kelly, get your, get your free consultation. Understand how you can use precious metals and other ways to think about protecting your wealth. What this means, now I think there might be some good companies that still do extremely well during this. But they're not going to be the Walmarts and the Amazons of the world. Right? It's not going to be these big... Um, cabal-led companies. So basically, you want to really find out who the who the ones that are probably going to just crash and burn. It's the ones that put all the harsh COVID policies on their on their employees. All right, includes a lot of companies. President Zelensky, I will say this name again and again, will be in your news. Listen to his next words and actions. He is definitely giving himself away more and more. Maxine Waters is about to come out and announce a medical condition and will resign from her position and she will not be the only one that will do this in the near future. Isn't that interesting? I think that the medical condition, uh, is, I think it's going to be twofold. Number one, they're just probably saying that when there's other reasons. They've done deals. They're basically military tribunals, all kinds of reasons. They're taking them out, right? Um, but the other one is, I believe many of these people did take the jab and are going to have a true medical condition. We'll have to see. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. Um, this last paragraph of this one. And then I'm going to get into something that on on the introducing the word and worship for tonight, which I think you'll really enjoy as we, Gus and I, really dig into John 1 again. Um, but we're going to talk about the first 18 verses of that, and and there's a there's a whole episode of Chosen that was like a I don't know an hour video, right? Hour um, episode that was awesome, and we're going to get into um, how John may have struggled to figure out how he's going to start his gospel and why he wrote verses one through 18. So we'll dig into that a little bit. This last paragraph says another war is brewing to cause more distractions. Do not fear this and do not pay attention to what they are saying. It will not take place. This is such a big theme of us not listening to the news, not listening to fake, I think even junk intel, right? Like this person's dead, this person's got arrested, this person went to military tribunals. We really don't know, right? What are you supposed to focus on? Spending time with the Lord, right? Listen to the prophets. That's why yeah, I appreciate you sharing this video and making sure you get the word out here because people need to understand what the prophets are saying, what the Lord's saying. Spend time with him alone so you know what he's saying to you about your life specifically, right? And then obviously praying in the power and authority of Jesus with us together, right? Alone with the, when you're in the Lord, but also with us in the community. That's why we have the backstage ministry. Go to blessedteach.com slash backstage or just go to the backstage tab from the normal 
normal website, blessedtheteach.com, blessed the number two teach.com. If you've never never visited there, you can get free show notes, everything I show you. You can sign up right there, get free show notes sent to you every morning, US time. And you also can join the backstage and other items will be rolling out here. Exciting times right now. It will not take place, so you're not to fear. Your enemies are about to bring out another virus. Do not fear this. It will not go as planned. So continue to stand on my word that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Revival is here and my glory will soon fill the earth. So keep going. Keep fighting because your victories have already been paid for. And your enemies can't stop what I'm about to do next. Saith the Lord, your Redeemer. Woo! So here comes a, they're going to try to start a war. They're trying, they're going to release another virus. But guess what? Many, many of us know that we can boost our immune systems and how we fight these viruses and how we can even do use things like nicotine, like Dr. Artis is talking about, right? Um, we can actually do all those things so the virus doesn't scare us anymore, right? And then the secondly, if you look at the whole war and the distractions they're trying to get us to, they're trying to get us to focus in fear. And we just focus in faith. So not, they're not going to bring us there. In fact, we're using our authority to bring you down. By the name above all names, this cabal is going to fall by the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Right? Those are the type of prayers we need to continue to be very specific. Pray against all these cabal members. And what I would ask you to do is be careful about criticizing people you think may be gray hats or might might be controlled opposition. They may be your brother and sister. You may be fall into accusing the brethren. That's happening all over the place right now. Your focus should be on the obvious cabal. There's many of them. You can focus all, all day on that, right? You've got Klaus Schwab and Noah Harari and you got George Soros and you've got Nancy and Chuck and my goodness, you did, the list goes on and on and on and on, right? You've got plenty of people to pray against, not to mention all the pedophiles and all the Hollywood Hollywood control and all the people that are doing the, 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 the cartels in Mexico. There's so many things you can pray against. That's what the Lord wants us to do, I believe, right now. And that's what this ministry has been asked to do, is to do prayer for PCR, Project Children Rescue, do prayer for our soldiers that are out there taking down the enemy in this silent war, right? And then also praying this news media down. So my main mission here is to give you guys truth versus all the lies of the 4AM talking points, right? I'm going to go through a little bit more news, and then we're going to flip over to uh, the first part of introducing word and worship. No visitor law exists for Biden's Wollongong home, side of classified dock discovery. So who knows who, who from China was in there just looking at everything, right? Um, we've, there's a, there's a Republicans introduced a bill to end CDC's air travel vax mandate. So basically they still have a, have to, have to wear masks and all these other things if you, and you have to be mass uh, vaxxed in order to come from certain countries. That's still happening when obviously now we know that this is a man-made virus that can be controlled by early treatment. It has very little to do with uh, um, masking, doesn't, doesn't help whatsoever in most, most studies. That is, so their whole narrative that they wanted to put us in fear, gets to wear masks, social distance, and um, shut everything down, including the churches. You know, the, of course, the pornography places were fine. They could stay open, right? But not, not the churches, right? And uh, of course, uh, yeah, so, so this, is a, this was a, a total psyop um, put on the, the world 
and people just didn't think that was possible but now they're seeing it it's all out there in the open just go look at the world economic forum and all everything bill gates has been doing it's like wow major eric adams slams biden's border crisis from el paso says new york has no room for more migrants <laughs> so even even um uh new york is uh is concerned about their migrants um because again they love as as most of the united states legal immigration it's it's just this overrunning invasion is part of this and here's inside biden's effort to shut down gitmo he's been trying to shut down gitmo but you know he has no control there's a reason why gitmo hasn't been closed down if he had if he was a true president with all the powers and there was no continuity of government devolution was false all that stuff then then biden could have shut this down in day one here we are two years in it gitmo still alive and running and growing expanded so now you need to kind of know what's going on uh, hey, with that, I'm going to go into something quite exciting. We studied the Word and Worship um, the previous Friday. We're going to try to do it every Friday at least, maybe do some Mondays and Fridays. Um, because we're out this Friday, we're moving Word and Worship to today, tonight. So that's what Gus and I are going to be doing. We're basically going to be doing Word and Worship. Where um, It's not perfect right now because um, I haven't got everything set up the way I want to. I'm having a graphics person that's going to be doing um, the lyrics and the background and the scripture all together and give us time to introduce the scripture with music going so i'm having to do that kind of manually right now so bear with me as we get into this but the most important part is we're getting into the word together right as a body of christ so so don't miss this part this is really where we're in and i want to kind of introduce the chosen as part of this as well because they do a real good job depicting some of these scriptures i did want to qualify though that the chosen is um, it's plausible, right? The, what they do, they they go way beyond the scripture to make to humanize and give you could could, could be like this. You know, Peter could be like this. He could have struggled with this, and and so could have his. He could have been married, and he was. And they have Eden and Peter talking all the time, and it's a big part of the series. And and uh, Jesus is joking around, and you know you can see the humanization of it. So it's a beautiful series. I love it. I highly recommend it. It's really changed a lot of people's life, brought a ton of people to Christ. I believe it was done for such a time as this. It's crowdfunded, so I can play the videos without copyright violations too. That's another cool thing. But we went over John 1 through 18 um, last Friday. And here is, uh, believe it or not, um, uh, somebody, I was going to try to do this. Go try some of the, show the clips of this one episode. This was, this was season two, episode one. And, and it was the, and the character throughout it. They start with the character of John, who wrote the gospel, wrote Revelation, right? This is the character John. And they're saying, hey, this is what John's going to look like. And he's the character, right? And he's playing it. And he said, now, if he was struggling to figure out how he was going to write the gospel of John and start the gospel of John, maybe this could have happened. So this is a little, um, about nine-minute video. I'm going to read you scripture, the, the same 18 verses that Gus and I read to you. And then uh, after that, we'll, I'll bring Gus on and we'll start with verse 19 and go on, right? So this is going to be basically all of John 1 in the next hour or so. I think you'll enjoy it. But we're also going to worship the Lord with some songs in between. So I think you'll really enjoy this time. So stick, stick with me here. Um, so, but I'm going to show you right now. I'm going I'm to full screen this and show you um, portions of that, uh, again, Chosen Season 2, Episode 1, where the character John is talking to his his uh, uh, to talk talking to Jesus's mom, 
Um, there was 172 people on uh, Rumble. It looks like it finally finally started playing. I don't know why it took so long to get started. Uh, but anyway, welcome Rumbleites. <laughs> I see you now. So anyway, we're going to be um, digging into the digging into this um, a, a portion of this where John is talking to Mary, and he's trying to figure out how he's going to start this uh, gospel. So here we go. Let me maximize this real quick. Um, get me out of the way, and we are going to play um, different parts of this. So just think about John and his struggle with trying to figure out, God, how do I really get across um, who Jesus is? How do I start this gospel? Here, here it is. You know that if you tried to write every single thing he did, the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Hmm. A disclaimer. That's good, I'm going to say that. You see, Mother, if I do not write these things down, they will be lost to history. James would agree. I am going to comment on this a little bit. So that is in the end of John's gospel, right? So, so it's kind of cool how they bring to life how potentially ideas came into John's mind to record it in a beautiful book that we're viewing in words and worship now. Where will you start? In the beginning, naturally. I'm just um, not sure which beginning. His birth. Earlier. His ancestry? I'm pretty sure Matthew has that covered. But... <laughs> Maybe the prophecies? The promise to Abraham? I thought about starting with Abraham, but still so much came before him. What was before Abraham? Noah. And before him? A garden. Well, we could start there. But I wanted to be known that he was much more than what can be seen or, or touched. What was before the garden? In the beginning, the earth was formless and void. Cannot hear it without thinking of you too. I cannot believe how much he put up with others. They will not even remember the sound of his voice. They'll just be words. He said they weren't just words, remember? Heaven and earth will pass away. But, but my, my words, words will never, never pass, pass away. away. Take your time. 
more to bed. So he's deeply thinking about how to start John, and this is what he ends up doing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Obviously talking about Jesus. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who belonged to his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace for the law was given through moses grace and truth came through jesus christ no one has ever seen god the only god who is at the father's side he has made him known now just fyi um Gus and I spent quite a bit of time going through that um, in about a 45-minute review of all 18 verses. Gus has awesome insight to some of these things, so if you enjoy really digging into Scripture, go back and watch that. That was not this last Friday because I was traveling, but it was the Friday before that called Friday Word and Worship. Now it goes over a little bit more Scripture that we're going to get into in a second, John 21 through 25. And then we're, and then it's going to play a little more video. Oh no, this is the disclaimer that she that they were just talking about. Now, I'm not sure if that was Mary or John's mom. Might have been John's mom, um, but anyway, the whole point being is that John was struggling with how to start his gospel, and that's how he did. It's classic. That's why many people start um, when they first start reading the Bible. Many people say, "Hey, start after maybe reading Genesis. Go to the Book of John if you want to start in the New Testament." Um, and this disclaimer is here. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did were every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. That he wrote at the end of his gospel. A reading from the first scroll of Moses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word. And the earth was void. 
and without form. And the Word was with God. And the darkness covered the face of the deep. And the Word was God. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. that'll be a spoiler to those who because uh, that's an awesome episode that has a lot more content obviously that just is kind of showing a little bit about what uh, that just shows the, 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 the scenes there but what you uh, see there is just a beautiful rendition I believe of what some of these writers writing the gospel could have been struggling with right and uh, that's what we're going to continue with now is the rest of John where now we learn about John the Baptist we're going to learn about, uh, as we dig in with Gus here, um, how his first calling of his disciples, right, is, is where John starts in there. So let me get this off of the full screen here. And uh, what I'm going to do is bring in Gus a little bit, and we're going to start reading um, some, of, some, of these, uh, some of these verses. So I need to get a couple things set up here as we do this. So bear with me as we we work through how we're best going to do three type of things we're going to be praising and worshiping um i'll just say hi to gus and then we're going to start with some praise and worship for a couple songs and then we're going to and we're going to we're going to study some scripture there as well and uh the, the scripture that's associated with the song right and uh that'll get a lot better as i've got a new videographer working on that type of stuff and then we'll also um start looking at um the uh, I'm, I'm sorry, so, so not only the song, but we're, we're digging, digging into the word, um, but we're also going to be playing little clips like from The Chosen, um, where key events happened. So you have all three of those. You can have a little bit of video, you can have a little bit of music and praise and worship, and you can have a, a bunch of teaching on scripture, okay? So that's what we're going to do. So I'm just going to bring up uh, John 1. Um, I'll probably use uh, the gateway um, here. And so... This is one thing I just love to do is dig into scripture and look at different versions. Um, I'm, I have these ESV up here now. I'm going to also bring up the New King James Version. No, the King James, KJV is what Gus uses most of the time. So again, I think it's very healthy to be looking at multiple versions. These are both word-for-word -word versions, which is a great thing. And so again, John 1 ESV. Uh, you can just simply type that in like there. So now you're going to see here. Oops, I put ESV again. Let me put KJV get that ESV so I so now I have both versions up um, again that's a beautiful thing about being able to study the word here now we're going to start and, and Gus you let me know if you want to I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the KJV for your sections 
because I know you love to read that. So we'll dig into that in a second. But first, you can keep it on the ESV if you like, Rick. It'll be fine. Okay, you sure? Okay, so um, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to a different view to where we can see Gus. And oh wow, I wonder why it's not showing up. Let me grab that. That's a, something that changed when I took my computer to off road. Let me get him in here. Um, properties. Wonder why it's not bringing Gus up. I might just manually do do you one more time, one more thing here. I don't want to do that though. If I can fix this real quick. While you're doing that, scripture just fell in my head. Go ahead. Thinking about fact, the whole I'll bring thing you over with here. John. While you're doing that, I'm going to bring you over here manually while I'm fixing this. Go ahead, Gus. Uh, the scripture of Amos uh, three seven hit me hard it, looking at the whole picture in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and was god the scripture in amos 3 7 that says surely the sovereign lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants the prophets so it's like god tells the story first and it's hidden in all these little coded messages in the old testament and now with the holy spirit we can unlock those mysteries in the old testament and you can see where this was his plan for Jesus to do what he did right from the beginning. And he tells it through his prophets. And that's what gives us the confidence that he is God. It's like his word is the author and finisher of our faith. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually still looking for the right thing. That's Zoom participants. I'm looking for the floating window. It's hiding here somewhere. It's got Zoom login, looks for some reason, says something's changed in my settings, so I think that might be it. Uh, I see part right, of me there. I see it. All right, I got it. All right, so now we got two Gus's. <laughs> All right. Hey, All it's right. always good to have a spare Gus around. <laughs> that is, that is. I love it. All right, now I've got uh, that working. So I got Gus below me, and we've got... Um, and now what I'm going to do is, is before we get into this scripture, I'm going to actually, we're going to actually just worship a little bit. Okay. So uh, let me flip over to this other view here. And looks like that's being stubborn too. Got set up. All right. So this is back to Zoom. And that should, that shows Gus. Um, wonder why that's not doing it. Yeah, so again, you guys, bear with me, guys. I'm just going to have to do some of this stuff manually right now. I'll just bring this over here myself. There it is. This is um, this royalty-free music that we found that we just love. And before I do that, I'm going to quickly show you, since this isn't working real well, to show you some of the scripture for some of these things. Like here's Mighty to Save. We're about ready to just get into this right now. We're going to just lift our hands up on this and bless the Lord, okay? And so um, we just took some of the scripture, and, and when we sing through this Mighty to Save, and we'll, we'll uh, I'm going to start this music softly. This will all be automated here, uh, I think, by next Monday, potentially, if uh, the videographer gets done with it. But I think it's going to be beautiful. And so let me grab... Um, see if it's going to allow me to do that. 
it's like they're both they're both they're both words so i probably need to bring combine these two things it's not gonna let me do that either so i'll just have to do that manually as well so let's just start this a little bit with some softer music as we read this so i might need to save the, the first you know major part about that is the lord your god is in your midst a mighty one who will save it's in zephyr 317 so love how we can attach scripture to this so when you're singing this think about that wow he's in, uh, he rose and conquered the grave i love um uh, this one i kind of put some proof in here about that about jesus jesus doing this right christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day and then he appeared to, and then, then we get to the proof of it. He appeared to Cephas, then to the 12. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. So when he wrote this, he's showing that this really did happen. So he rose, not only did he rise, he conquered the grave. He proved to everyone he was alive um, after he was crucified, right? And then shine your light and let the whole world see. It reminds me of Matthew 5. You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before others. That's how biblical many of these songs are, right? So let's just worship the Lord with mighty to save here as we turn this up. Thank you.
maybe a little better for the backstage people now that I remember to share my audio. Bless the Lord. This is another just beautiful song. If you look at some of the major verses here, bless the Lord, O my soul. I worship your holy name. It comes from Psalm 103, 1. It's one of the major things. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You can see that. That literally is word for word on that verse on Psalm 103, 1. The second uh, thing this gets into, you are rich in love and slow to anger. Naham 1, look at that. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Your name is great, this talks about. There is none like you in Jeremiah 10, 6. Oh Lord, you are great and your name is great in might. Another phrase that you'll hear in this is, sing like never before, oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Reminds me of Psalm 34. Sing praises to the Lord, O you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. 
Look, it looks like I was covering that up when I look look down at the view. I forgot to change views. This is one. I'll get a little, we'll get a little better this as we go. But uh, now we're gonna go back to this uh, beautiful song here and turn it up. Um, beautiful, beautifully done. Here we go. This is the clunky stuff we'll get rid of with the new videographer that's pulling all this stuff together for us. Here we go. One more worship song, then we're going to get into praise and prayer. I'm a word and worship where we're going to dig into scripture. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Praise unending. 
try to play that uh, music a little bit lower that we can actually get into this and then uh, we're gonna bring up some scripture and I'm gonna my ESV has a afterward became flesh we studied that last week so let me get to this right view there we go so here we are so we have a word and a worship going on we just did some worship played some words beforehand and now Gus is going to read a little bit about the testimony of John the Baptist. Can you see that on the screen, uh, Gus? I can see that on the screen. And I had another, uh, feel like it's important to drop these, as the Spirit drops these scriptures in my head, to share them on the first song, Where the Lord Conquered Death. Uh, I was reminded of Hebrews, actually Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15 but to put it in context i'm going to drop back to 14 quickly before i start reading this and it says or so much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood that's us right now we got a flesh suit that we wear and our spirits <laughs> living inside us he yeah. he also himself likewise took part in the same talking about jesus god himself took on the flesh that we live in so he experienced what we experience that through death he might destroy him that had power over death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage, just being afraid of dying. Now we don't have to be afraid of dying so long as we believe in Jesus Christ, our King, we go on to live with him. Verse uh, 16, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels. He didn't become an angel, folks. He became one of us, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham is all of us that believe the word. So he took on our nature, flesh and blood. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like his brethren, that's you and me, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of his people. 
For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he's able to succor them that are tempted. How awesome is that? Mm -hmm. wow. That's yeah. the Lord came to conquer death for us. He rose from the dead, so now we no longer have to fear dying. It's actually uh, a celebration. Uh, think of it in long term, right? So anyway, I thought I'd drop that in. And now the testimony of John the Baptist. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And in my, uh, in the King James, uh, it says that can also mean, are you a prophet? Are you a prophet then? Um, we go there. <laughs> are you a prophet? And he answered, no. Mm -hmm. Then said they unto him. Sorry, I jumped, jumped back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you could have kept it on, on ESV. That's fine. But so they said unto him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am a voice. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the paths, the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Also a reference to another uh, Old Testament scripture. We'll go over here in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, now they had seen, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. Guys coming out here questioning John. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you're not neither the Christ nor Elijah nor a prophet? John answered them, I baptize you. I, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. They don't know the word. They think they do, but they don't. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am unworthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. And uh, the uh, scripture there, all the, there's several scripture references in there that John is referencing to. Uh, let me see, uh, I had them written down here because they're not coming to me readily. Now what I love about this is you, you just see John very confident. He's baptizing people and uh, the Pharisees, the religious people just can't figure out what he's doing, right? So this is a whole new era we're going into. So they're confused, right? Because they're living back in the, this this religious mindset versus really seeing what, what does God want to do and being open. And uh, John was just letting God use him and he knew that he was supposed to baptize to prepare for, for Jesus, right? But go ahead, Gus. Uh, let's see. Going back and forth from this. Well, it's interesting that he says uh, he, he says, says no. Oh, go go ahead, go ahead. I am the one. Of, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I've got Malachi three three. For this is he that was spoken of the prophet Isaiah, saying the voice. Of, or that's Matthew three three is another reference of this. So it's another witness in Matthew. 
John, that's why you have the four gospel accounts. So it's four different perspectives of everything went on while right. Jesus was here, and, and it's a written record of it. Uh, Isaiah point. 40, verse 3 is the scripture that says, The voice of one who cries in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make straight the pass right. in the desert, the highway of God. Uh, so John's pulling from the Old Testament to, to say who he is. I love it. And it's interesting that he says he's not Elijah, but then later Jesus says he was here in the spirit of Elijah, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so he wasn't the person of Elijah, but the same spirit was inspiring him and in him that was doing this. So this, anybody that was in the know and the word and the wake, which I don't, I, sometimes I wonder how much they really knew till after things took, kind of like our prophecies that are going on today. Surely God does nothing without declaring it first through his prophets. We hear these words and it's like you really don't know when you see it happen, you say, ah, that's what the Lord meant, you know? And yeah. So they, we put it together afterwards, but that's his whole mechanism of building our faith because we see it beforehand. He says it beforehand, then it happens. And you say, that's God. Right? Yes. <laughs> no question. But yeah, the oh, testimony yeah. of John the Baptist. Do you have anything else here, here Gus? Uh, not right off, no. Yeah, so we'll kind of come back to that if anything hits you. Well, one thing that highlighted to me was the record. This is the record of John, I think he said in the King James. And I just got thinking of that. This, These things were done and written down as a record for us. So there's evidence to this. And Rick, your whole series on the authenticity of the Bible and the scripture and why we can trust is phenomenal. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing I was going to... Um, as we dig into this next part is behold the Lamb of God, right? And just the whole Lamb of God concept, remember he's coming now um, as the sacrificial lamb, right? Later in Revelation, after his, his resurrection, we see the Lion of Judah come. So, so here the focus is on behold the Lamb of God. And this is what uh, John says, he says in 329, he says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And this is interesting that John knew this, right? He obviously knew the Old Testament very well. He's, been, he's getting new revelation from the Lord. Because not only did he know he was the Lamb of God, but this Lamb of God was the one who's going to literally take away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. Very deep sentence here because remember, John was born first. Because uh, he was when Mary first yeah, he got was the pregnant. Older yeah, so he was yeah. the older. So he came, and he and John actually leaped in the womb when when uh, Mary came in the door. And so John was born first. So he said, "This is of whom I said after me." And so born physically after him, a man who ranks before me because he was before me. What's that mean? Because he's the eternal one. He existed before Abraham, I am. So here you're getting revelation to John um, is amazing if you think about it because he was not schooled just like Jesus wasn't schooled. And he and here he is getting, getting just, just being able to speak such powerful truth really early on in, um, you know, before Jesus was even revealed at all. I myself did not know him but for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And, uh, and that's, uh, you know, preparing for Jesus' coming. Again, he's only baptizing with water. 
And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so this is real interesting, which means that John really didn't know that for sure his younger cousin was going to be the Messiah, obviously, until this happened. When he, he, he saw him, he says, Behold, the Lamb of the world. So that was revealed to him. And then all of a sudden he baptizes him and he sees the Spirit. We see that in another, other scriptures, right? That's the, these different witnesses as, as uh, Gus was talking about. Matthew, Mark, Luke, which are the synoptic gospels, which are almost identical in many ways, right? There's a lot of similars. John's is quite different. It's not in chronological order. It's written so we will believe. It's beautifully written. As you can see, uh, that's what I love about that chosen compilation of how he might have been thinking about how he could do a different type of gospel. How could I really get across and get people to believe and understand who Jesus was, right? That's why he starts with, he was at the creation of the world, (laughs) right? Uh, That's way before um, even... Even all, all this other things were happening, right? He, he existed eternally, right? Uh, so, so, but now here you get he John gets the revelation um, during the, the the Holy Spirit descending and staying on him like a dove, right? And I have seen and there again, Rick. He yeah. said he he that told me said he was going to have the whoever has the, the Spirit fall upon him and stay on him. So again, like Amos 3, 7, surely God does nothing unless he talk, tells it first. That's why John knew, right? Because he, he, he fulfilled what, what God, who he told him was God, obviously. He had a revelation of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Even though they were cousins and probably knew each other, um, that confirmation. And later he even asked, even when he's in prison, he sends some of his guys back to ask Jesus if, if are, are we to wait for somebody else? How come I'm still in prison, dude? So the chosen, this latest episode does a beautiful job to, uh, seeing how that might have happened, right? Don't want to still uh, do any spoilers for those of you who haven't seen the latest version, but the latest episode. But, and I've seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So, jo- so John at this point in time is finally, wow, my goodness, my son, my, my cousin is actually going to be, is, is the Messiah that everybody's been waiting for. Um, pretty crazy stuff there. Anything there about behold the Lamb of God that hit you, Gus? Well, of course, the Lamb of God, again, is a reference to uh, the uh, Exodus uh where was it? It was in Exodus 12:3. Speaking unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take them each, every man, a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let them, uh, they shared it with their neighbors. Um, they're talking about the Passover lamb that they practiced for years. Uh, uh, leading up to this and it was all symbolic in nature and pointing to the christ uh, this was their individual lambs that they brought to sacrifice to cover their sins this is the lamb of god how powerful is that uh, every and it says here your lamb shall be without blemish mm-hmm. a male of the first year jesus was the firstborn without blemish and you shall take it out from the sheep so he took it out from the sheep because he was one of us and from the goats so he was actually 
uh, sheep and goats, you could say, you say, Rick, that's a reference to the children of uh, seed of Adam and also the sinners yet to be saved, perhaps. Sheep and goats, because you've got like down through the lineage of Christ, you had not just pure-blooded uh, Hebrews or Jewish people, but you had Ruth, which was a Moabite, which was a product of, of uh, uh, Lot's two daughters. Lot and his two daughters made him starting the Moabite race. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's all a reference to the previous in, in the Bible. So again. God shows us first, and then it comes out. So these people must have blown their minds when they put all this together. Yes. As it does today, still does, as people wake up to the Word and realize what it's all about. you got to get in the Word to, to be the power to share. I want to say the magic of it, but I hate to say that word. Yeah. I'm talking about the Word of God, you know. Yes. power of it, I guess. Amazing. Yeah, so now... God, that's why you go with this. Is this the, Jesus calls his first disciples, and we have some uh, chosen clips that talks a little bit about this too. So we'll get into, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. Verse thirty-five. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, "Behold, the Lamb of God." The two disciples heard him say this. And they followed Jesus. Jesus turned around and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? Do you think Jesus didn't know what they were seeking? <laughs> Sometimes he asked questions just to you know, drive the, the narrative or whatever. But, and they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him there that day. For it was about the 10th hour, which I think is four o'clock. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus and Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter, also a rock. Mm -hmm. uh, this here, you'll find later, uh, this is actually a prophecy Jesus is delivering to Simon now because as you read later in this story, you'll find where he's actually called Cephas is when he has the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. He said, upon this rock, the rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, I will build my church. But uh, mm -hmm. anyway, was that uh, the end of that? Yeah, that was, that was for this okay. part. Yeah, and what's interesting here that is, is Jesus is always saying, come and you will see, right? Or, look, or, or different uh, disciples or different people are saying, come and see. And that's what we're supposed to do. It's a great commission is to tell people, come and see. Come and see what's in the Bible, right? Come and see our praise and prayer, right? Come and see our ministry. Come and see you're going to find Jesus. Anything else you had on this section? I think not. No, that's yeah. about it. So this is interesting because this is obviously we we now get introduced to Andrew and and Peter, and so the chosen does a real good job of really emphasizing these two key characters, right? 
and uh, there's a there's a one here that says Andrew tells Simon about Jesus. This is just a two minute clip, so I think you'll really enjoy this. Let me uh, turn the music off here while we do this. Here we go. So this is Peter. The one that's running is Andrew. It's happened, son. What are you talking about? Did you run all the way from Jerusalem? We're saved. We're saved. I saw him with my own eyes, Simon. Who? It was incredible. Andrew, who did you see? The Lamb of God. He who takes away the sin of the world. Simon, we're standing by the Jordan, and John the Baptizer pointed at the man who was walking. Simon, are you listening? Yeah, yeah, you're just not saying anything. I saw the Messiah today. The men, all of us, including you, have been playing for our whole lives. Don't you even care? Was he a big man? Big? No. Rich? No. It didn't seem he could bet us. So just give it a little bit of background. <laughs> Simon's just about ready to lose his house. He's everything's going terrible for him. He's about ready to lose everything. And so he's he's uh doesn't believe Andrew at this point in time in the in the series. You can see how the series amplifies plausible things, uh, but it's interesting how they how they show this. This death to Rome? Maybe, maybe he was a doctor. Back it up a little bit. He was a doctor. No. It didn't seem he could bail us out of this death to Rome. Maybe, maybe he was a doctor. No. So he can't help with Eden Zima, who's now living with us, Andrew. That's just... So pardon me if I'm not exactly jumping out of my sandals because Creepy John pointed at someone. You're scared. Lost everything. Burned every bridge. It doesn't matter. The Romans don't matter if the Messiah has arrived. Anything is possible now. Don't you see? That'd be nice. Where are you going? Go ahead, Eden. The brothers are trying to cook. I can smell it. So you can see a disappointing scene from a perspective of uh, Andrew's all excited. And, you know, so maybe it didn't happen as fast as what we thought. Is That's kind of what the, they're, they're showing here, right? Is that they really had to think through that. Any thoughts on that, Gus? Uh, just that. You know, I was just thinking about the time frame from before. I mean, it was the first scripture to discuss about the Messiah was in Genesis, when, you know, when the fall of man, about the, uh, what was it, Genesis 3.15, I think. Uh, it sh the seed shall crush your head, you shall bruise his heel, was uh, about the Messiah coming. Uh, and then there was many others down through the years, but you can imagine how skeptical they must have been. Mm -hmm. You know, waiting for the Messiah, and just like it is today with the return of Christ, many people are skeptics. They, oh, 
read the yeah. word, you see the signs. It's like, but God, it's like almost like religion teaches us. Oh, God's mad at you for now. He, he, I think God enjoys when we express our emotions to Him and question, ask questions, and then He give us answers. And most especially when we allow His Spirit to lead and guide us, because whatever we ask, if you seek, you shall find. So, yeah. But yeah. And those of you who did not it watch really the shows, go ahead. I was going to say, it really puts perspective to, like, plausible of how it could really, really be, you know, instead of just a line, uh, they build the, that's good. I like it. Yeah. And so those of like, you who haven't seen that, I don't want to be a spoiler, but it's pretty cool to see what happens where Peter finally meets Jesus. It's beautifully done, <laughs> and it's it's beautifully done. So you'll you'll enjoy that. So he brought him to Jesus and looked at him and said, "You are Simon, the son of Peter. You shall be called Cephas." So that's that's at a later time. Now now we get into this part right here. Who I'm gonna put? Um, so here it is. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, "Follow me." And so now we see. Philip, who is interesting, they have as a as a as a fun character in in the in the in this chosen, but uh, the next but he basically said follow follow me. Jesus said to him, and now Philip was in Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Right, so we just saw Andrew and Peter right there, and Philip was there. Mm -hmm. So Philip found Nathaniel, and he said to him, "We have found." Of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. It's one of my favorite lines in the Bible. Come and see. Right? You see this all the time where Jesus is saying it. And now you see Philip saying it to Nathanael. And so later, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. So that's Jesus talking right there to Nathanael. And Nathanael, Nathanael looked surprised and said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, you were under the fig tree. I saw you. Yeah. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. So this is a really quick way to come come to know, right? Uh, if, from a, from a text or chat standpoint. Um, so the question is, how could have that really happened? What was it about this fig tree that was so important? Um, interesting. Jesus answered him, "Because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these." And he said to him, "Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened, and the angels of God ascending and descending." On the Son of Man. Woo! <laughs> Anything there, mm. Gus? Yeah, a couple of things pop out. Uh, of course, I've seen the scene in the Chosen, which uh, the way they depict it is pretty, pretty interesting. But again, God, through Jesus, uses an experience that Philip had previously, where he obviously, when Jesus said that, he he knew that he knew. That he was the Christ. That's what gave him the confidence that it was God, right? Because he he knew about the experience he had in the fig, the fig tree. Um, but again, 
the part where he says you'll see heaven opened up and the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man, that just takes my mind and heart back to Jacob's ladder when Jacob rested his head on the stone and um, he saw the stairwell to heaven and angels ascending and descending. And this goes deep for me, probably pretty deep, because I, I see the body of Christ where we enter in at the feet. And then kind of as we mature through the word, we ascend up through to the you know, Christ is the head. So, um, yeah, it's, it's deep stuff I see there. But, yeah, I definitely think it's a reference to Jacob's ladder and Jesus being that ladder. He's the way the truth and the light is the way to the father, the truth from the father. So he's speaking the father's words. It's like all the father's words are in his mind. But if Jesus and the spirit didn't speak them forth, we wouldn't know them. So that's why when we see Jesus, we see the father, you know, it's because amazing stuff. Yeah, it is. And one of my favorite songs uh, before I became a Christian was Stairway to Heaven. Right. I really believe mm -hmm. that that came from Jacob's ladder. Right. The, that that yeah. whole song when they were, but but the whole the stairway to heaven, the, this Jacob's ladder, you know, Jesus is the ladder, right? He, Amen. <laughs> it's a, there, there's one there's there's one um, scene in the chosen that uh, where the guy says they're basically going to threat threatened the Pharisees are threatening to stone him, and it's well known in any of the previews and everything. So I'm not doing a spoiler here, um, but the. But they're saying if you do not recant what you're doing, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to exercise the law of Moses. And, then go, and, and it, Jesus looks at him and goes, "I am the law of Moses, right? It's like just like to me, he, I am the stairway, right? He's the stairway to heaven. So you can't get there without him. And uh, beautiful, beautifully done. And if you think about it, Rick, uh, he was suspended. He he was crucified on a cross and his body was suspended between heaven and earth and he is the way to the father mm -hmm. the word mm -hmm. you can't go any other way you can't imagine a vain thing and make up a god and get there you can't believe in buddha or or all these other religions he is the word of god from the beginning Amen. and he's the way that's yeah. how you get there I mean, and heaven's wrapped around us right now like a blanket, and you know we're we're bringing heaven to earth. More as the body grows, it's like this world's getting brighter and brighter. You know, Amen. Amen. Especially when we use the, our our authority in Christ, right? That we've been talking about. Now, there's another Amen. scene here. Um, Jesus calls um, Jesus. Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. And uh, this is kind of a review here, so I wanted to play this one first, so let's look at this one. Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow I will. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him. The one who Moses foretold and the prophets said would come, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, you are a true Israelite, and whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, 
Before, I'm gonna stop that. That's just kind of cool. So this, uh, there's YouTube clips that are taking actual scripture and then taking the the, uh, the um, story and uh, doing a great job of, of commenting. I wanted to bring to the the longer version though, which kind of talks about uh, the fig tree a little bit and things like that. So Nathaniel was an architect. Uh, something collapsed in the in the story, and uh, he lost his job, and his whole his he wanted to build cathedrals for the Lord, right? And here he's just building this normal, normal, probably Roman type of building, and he loses his job, right? And so he's defeated. So let's 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 dig into this. But now think bit. about it, Rick. Go ahead. That building fell, but for a reason, because now he is building the house of God. He's one of the twelve, right? Exactly. <laughs> Can you see that in the spirit? Yes. It's like he's, yeah. <laughs> Amazing yeah. stuff. So this is kind of cool because you might be asking yourself, how does, does God really know me? And the answer is yes. Right? He knows you intimately, personally. He knows how many hairs are on your head. Right? He knows things about you that you don't even know. In fact, he knew you before you were born. Right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. formed you in his mother's womb, according to, to uh, Jeremiah 1.5 and many, many other, uh, many other verses that are just beautiful but let's dig into to this do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. Do not hide your face from me. Do you see me? What is this? How do you know me? I have known you long before Philip called you to come and see. Don't look at him, look at me. When you were in your lowest moment, and you were alone, I did not turn my face from you. I saw you under the fig tree. I knew it. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. Uh, let me get back to this now. That, but that, that is just a beautiful scene. If you just go see the full thing, wow, it's even better because then wow. Jesus says right after that what we just looked at here. 
he says, uh, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And uh, it's beautifully, beautifully done. So I, I just, uh, that brings bring scripture alive. Some people don't like it because they just want to read the word of God. That's fine. Um, but we'll kind of be doing a little bit of all three of these things. I kind of forgot to br- bring the worship music in. I just, I just kind of went in, went in for the kill on, <laughs> on teaching and uh, and the uh, and the. Uh, so let's let's we'll play a couple songs now as we finalize this. Just worship Him. This is the this is this this is the stairway, right? This is the Lamb of God. This is the you know what some people would say the the law of Moses at least being fulfilled. Um, wow! Yeah. And He loves you. He knows you. And uh, that's that's what we're going to be celebrating yeah. right now. Guess you have any final comments before we just worship a little bit more? I was trying to pull up that scripture for folks. It's Genesis twenty-eight twelve. He had a, this talking about um, Jacob. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth, which its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Genesis twenty-eight twelve. All right. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. That Good is stuff. beautiful. I love, I love the distinctive yeah. scripture. And by the way, if you're backstage or get backstage right now, we're going to have some discussion about what we just studied, right? And uh, so uh, we're going to spend some time digging into a little bit more detail with you backstage. Um, but we're going to play a couple songs first. Um, just I might add, too, right ahead. before we go into the song, is that he knows us. He knows right where we are. He knows us when we're in our failing moments, and he's still crying out, come and see, come come to me, you know? It's like, we think, you know, religion teaches us that, oh, you gotta shape yourself a certain way, be a certain way before you can come in and fall, right? No, walking with Jesus is all about him just, his, his yoke is easy, and the yoke is one of those things that put over the ox to drive them. Picture yourself in the yoke and Jesus in the yoke with you. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He just takes you from glory to glory at your own pace. We all work out our own salvation in him. So it's good. It's a good thing to notice that Peter, when he's ah, he's denying Jesus and everything, well, he still became uh, one of the greatest. You know. Of, That's of, true. <laughs> Amen. So, so we don't don't Amen. judge ourselves so too hard either, right? <laughs> Amen. That's right. That's that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yes. Now we're and hey, Annette, I didn't know if you wouldn't mind maybe just reading reading what I have on the screen if you can read it if you want to. Um, I know we haven't prepared you for this, but you talked about just um, reading it. But this is we're we're gonna get the hearer I am to worship, and there's like one, two, three, four. Right, there's some great verses here. Um, let me know if you don't want to. I can do it if you don't want to. But you see, you but I can't. It's so small, Rick. No, is it too it's small? Just... Not, not a big deal. Yeah, I can see if you, if you don't have a big computer, it's kind of tough. Um, let me see. Yeah, you can. So, so let me let me just read this. This is this is talking about, uh, uh, you know, worshiping Him, the light of the world. You step down into darkness. So just think about it. He's the light of the world. He is a uh, eternal God. Uh, he's got 100% divinity. is is omnipresent. It's gonna be, you know, omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. Can be everywhere. And then he's gonna come out as a man where he can't, where he doesn't have an omnipresence anymore, right? 
It's like, wow, it's to depend on the Father for everything. Right, so John 8 to 12 says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's why he came down here though, because he knew we needed the light, right? We needed the light in the Old Testament and the law wasn't doing it. And uh, God knew he was going to eventually have to do, do, move from the new, te- new the old customs, the old covenant to the new covenant. And uh, Gus, you just interrupt me anytime if you want to like emphasize any of these things. Well, I was just thinking, Rick. I often look at the Genesis in the beginning. The earth was without form and darkness, and we're made out of the dust of the earth. So you might say we're like miniature little miniature earths. And Jesus Christ comes over us, and He says, "Let there be light in us." That moment we see the revelation that He is the Christ. First words he said was, let there be light. That was the first words out of God's mouth and spoke. So he is truly the light of the world. Now he's come in in human form to fulfill everything that was written in the Old Testament to bring Amen. his light into the world. It's just awesome, awesome. Oh, yeah. I wish I could read that, but it's too small. Hey, no problem. No problem at all. So uh, when we look at this, uh, this second part says, Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are my God. This is reminding me of Thomas when he was when he was saying the doubting Thomas, right? Saying, I, I'm not going to believe it until I see. Because he wasn't there the first time Jesus appeared, right? But in uh, John 20, 28, Thomas says to him, My Lord and my God. You know, some people say Jesus never claimed to be God when he accepted worship. This is one of those examples. He he forgave sins. He said, before Abraham I am, that's clearly claiming he's God. That's why the Jews wanted to stone him. And here he is. He doesn't he just says, My Lord and my God. And Jesus doesn't correct him. Because he knows he is his Lord. And he is his God. And that's why we bow down and we say that you're my God, just like Thomas did. And then, um, Number three says, you are altogether lovely, altogether worthy. Right? Mm-hmm. Reminds me of Revelation 4.11 where, where um, all the saints are singing, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. And another part of the song gets into, I never know how much it costs to see my sin up on that cross. And in Mark 10, 45, it says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So there's just some scriptures that came to mind. And again, we're going to do a videography of these different songs, and you're going to be able to see as the words come up, uh, be, see the scripture. I was trying to do it down below. It's just too much work for me, but <laughs> we'll do the best we can here as we go forward a lot to do manually yeah yeah so we'll uh we'll start uh worshiping here let me see if i can get on the proper i think i have to bring this over manually there we go so we're gonna do that we're gonna we're gonna worship the full strength this song right now here we go Trying to get right to 29. We'll get there. Come on. It's not letting me get between those two numbers. <laughs> oh, 
So we'll just uh, we'll just play the other song for a little bit. You are my everything, and I will you. It starts pretty soon. Here we are. Let's worship this right now. Here I am to worship. You step down into darkness. Open my eyes. Let me Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent
I'm just gonna turn that down a little bit and flip to this other view, see if this works. There it is, all right. At least I got that part down. So open the eyes of my heart. Again, that first line reminds me of Ephesians 1.18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. All right, this is part of having your heart, your eyes of your heart opened up. It also says to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Um, a couple of verses, one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. So Isaiah 57, 15, so it's for, thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. All right, that's in Isaiah. And then in the New Testament, and he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. That just shows you that he was high and lifted up, and he's shining, literally, literally shining in the light of his glory during that Mount of Transfiguration experience, right? And then uh, mm. the, this last part on three goes, uh, uh, pour out your power and love. And if kind of getting a couple of scriptures really look here is power and love right and what is immensely greatness and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might and uh, one John says that anyone who does not love God does not know God because God is love love yeah so that's a pretty powerful one I had so fun pulling Amen. this together because it was just so awesome taking these song verses and matching them to scripture. It was like, oh. And then it ends up with us. We sing holy, holy, holy. And there's, uh, again, an Old Testament and a New Testament one I love. It says, uh, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah 6.3. And Revelation 4.8 in the New Testament says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So that's some of the scriptures that I just really captured with, uh, with this beautiful song about open the eyes of my heart. And uh, I'm going to look here real quick and pull that back to where it starts, 3240. And these are some of the, the things that we're doing. in the next version of this. Hopefully next week we'll have some special graphics and you can enjoy it. There we go. That's really open the eyes of our heart right now.
are going to go um, backstage. If you want to join us backstage, um, we're going to do that. We'd love to have you. Um, that music's yeah. still playing, Rick. Yeah, let me see if I can get that music down. <laughs> you I have too many uh, screens up right now, so we'll see what that was in there. There we go. I want to just bring that down a little bit. And uh, guys, just invite you to come backstage to us. Not only do we do this on um, um, Word and Worship, we have praise and prayer as well. We have the searching platform. We have things going on every night, Monday through Friday. Um, except when I'm traveling this Friday, we won't be there no, but almost every night. So we'd love to have you. Just go to blessedteach.com, come to the backstage ministry. And just like, uh, and uh, what was it, uh, Philip talked to Nathaniel. Come and see, right? We're saying, come and see what's happening. And a bunch of beautiful people that pray for each other, prayer warriors, and uh, just beautiful things going on here. We have a platform called The Neighborhood. That's uh, a free platform. Uh, for us to just interact where we can chat with each other it's just like facebook but you don't have the progressive censorship just beautiful things at backstage at ministry we'd love to have you join us um with that we're going to see you guys um back uh stage in about 45 seconds we have backstage pass get back there uh mm -hmm. love you all we'll talk to you next time